that goddamn camel bomb in your face. An Omega Beam melting your brain. An optic blast bursting from your eyes. Crisis. Crisis. It's time for a crisis, crisis. to end all podcasts. Welcome to Crisis on Infinite Podcast, episode number 53. My name is Kevin Knight. I run the website eatgeekplay.com. And with me again this week, returning co-host, Michael Ragosta. Michael. Two weeks in a row. Who saw that coming? I, I, I did. I did. Oh, all right. Okay. Maybe <laughs> we, 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 you might even make it for a full month. Who knows? We're going to try. We're definitely going to try. How the hell are you doing, Michael? Um, did you, uh, great. I, I, did you, do you read sex criminals? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there was that bit where the psychiatrist told him that he had to run for 10 days in a row or like do anything for 10 days in a row, like mm. just c- commit to something for 10 days in a row. Yeah. Um, that's what this, me being on this podcast is going to be like. <laughs> you have to commit for a full month. I'm, I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> well, speaking of trying very hard. We got a lot of news to talk about. Lots of news. Some of it good, some of it bad. Yeah. Well, starting out with bad, um, R.I.P. Christopher Lee. Uh, yeah. He he was my my Dracula. You know. Um, yeah. The the first person that I ever saw play Dracula was was Christopher Lee. Skeletor. I mean, his. You know, obviously he was the uh, the emperor in uh, in 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 Star Wars, and God, just just. An amazing, amazing know, actor. The filmography is just it, it, absolutely insane. He, he has over 275 movies under his credits, man. I didn't realize he was 93 years old. Yeah. Either. That's insane that he was working and and doing good work yeah. for as long as he was. So It's just, um, it's, it's sad. It's very yeah, sad. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's awful. Uh, every time, you know, you get, get on Facebook and you see one of these announcements and it just bums you out for the rest of the day. Yeah. First, you have to go. Wait, is that true? And then, yeah, right. Is that's the society that we've gone to? Is like you know, it's the Scott Bayo theory. Every time Scott Bayo dies, you have to think about it. Yeah, uh, Steve from Blues Clues, Screech. There. <laughs> well, there's some things we could just hope. I mean, uh, anyways. Oh man, let the record show. Oh, I, I was talking about Screech. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. No, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Hey, how about we talk about some comic book news? Why not? Um, so, okay, last week we talked about the fact that uh, Secret Panel was coming up. And, uh, or, no, what's the New York one that you guys get? Uh, special Edition Special con. Edition Con, special that's edition right. Special Edition NYC, which I was at, by the way, and I did a panel. And uh, on that panel, uh, my mind was turned a little bit about Omega Men, which was kind of funny because I didn't really have much nice – to say about it last week and no, uh, no you did so wait wait you were on a panel what what panel were you on i was on the nerdist comic book club live panel whoa hold on a second competing podcast i know fuck you get no no whoa hey whoa yeah no i i do their i do i i did it last year too and i've been on their show a couple times those guys are fucking so funny they're just such a blast no no um, they're, they're competitive my this is over they are. no no this is damn over them. damn them <laughs> 
Damn the Nerdist Network. Fuck those like, guys. Fuck Chris Hardwick. Oh, come on. I love Chris Hardwick. But uh, anyway. I'm um, kidding. No, so no I, I love – I'm not speaking. I love that podcast. I think it's great. I haven't listened really, to it in a long time. But Yeah, but fuck tra- those guys. What, whatever, traitor. Okay. Fuck those fucking guys. Um, yeah, no. They, but I had a blast, and they had really, like, good things to say about Omega Man, and it, and it really – like it made me see the book in a whole new light, and that's what's fun about conversation. Did they, did about they explain like, it to you? you know, like, like, like what the fuck happened? They were they were kind of just confused. It was they were more they were more impressed by the idea of riding along, like not be like the fact that most of it was written in an alien language, and a lot of it was not translatable. Um, is kind of like being thrown into that. Uh, you know, that stuff happening to you, you know, like, but it was you like still you need a story. I, I feel the same way I do. Um, but they were like, they, their optimism about the book made me want to at least grab the second issue, which uh, before that I, I had no, I didn't really have many intentions. of. Uh, okay. So how was the convention? Uh, the convention was great. I didn't have a lot of money or time. Um, so I kind of ran around trying to grab a, a quick sketch and I got uh Jason Howard drew a uh, madman for me. It was great. Um, but uh, the convention is great because it's just creators and, it, and it's yeah. awesome. Um, and it's really just low key. And uh, it was funny though, the panel, um, they, they don't have panel rooms there. Like they don't have halls. Um, so there was basically just this big, heavy black curtain that goes up to the ceiling, boxing off this room. Mm. And there was a curtain in between our panel and the next panel over. So we could hear what they were saying and they could hear what we were saying. I, I've and, seen other conventions do that. And it drives me crazy. Well, this ended up working out, you know, it was, this was one of my favorite moments ever in my, like my whole life. We were, we were talking about those stupid tricks uh, or Twix ads in DC comics last, that was in all, you know, last, mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that on the panel and we, we were like, what is the deal with that? And then we realized that the, the panel that's happening next door to us is the DC comics. Panel. Nice. So we got our, and we had we had a crowd. We, we you know it was a full room. So we had all of them shout on the count of three. Hey, DC Comics, what's the deal with those weird Twix ads? And they stopped their panel, like it just went silent. And then they answered our question very politically. They were nice. like, they were like, well, you see, in an attempt to uh, to pay better creators and to put out better books, we have to make money, and those are and blah blah blah. And like, and they just answered the the question, and then we're like, all right, moving on. And um, so then the, 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 the proper the, answer is buy it digitally, motherfucker. I guess so, but it was it was support your local comic book stores too. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was just this great moment. And then at the end of the panel, we went to play. We were playing some songs because we were the musical guests. Um, and um, Becky Cloonan and Annie Wu like poked their head through and watched our performance and were like waving. It was fun. It was really neat. Nice. It was a good. It was a good day. Nice. It was a really nice. good day. Well, congratulations um, so, on so, your your epic journey with another podcast. Fuck you. Yeah. Sorry about I mean, that, man. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. You're by Ed- podcast tool. It's fine. Yeah. Just edit it out. So, so no. So we're talking about. New- but the big thing that came out of this thing was was everybody was leading up to what Brian Bendis is going to do post Secret Wars. Now that he's leaving the X Men, which I'm very sad about because I loved that book and I thought Bendis was incredible on it. Yeah, he I really ma- did. He that. dropped the bomb on Friday with what he's going to do, and I'm excited. And what is it? Invincible Iron Man by Brian Bendis and Mike Marquez, 
who I, I love Marquez's artwork. It's fantastic. And this book is just it to me. I love it when Bendis goes and takes on a character that he hasn't really done much with before. We've we've seen him do, uh, you know, Iron Man in, you know, Ultimates and we've seen him do it when he was in Avengers and stuff. But this is, you know, supposedly this is going to be the book that elevates Iron Man to Captain America status to just just legendary status now. Oh, I'm not I'm not always I've never been a huge Iron Man fan, but I always dip my toe in like whenever a new creative team comes on and just try it out because I want to be. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about this because I think that this might be the team for me to finally get into it. And uh, and the the other thing is, I mean, at, Tony Stark will never be snarkier than when when Bendis is writing him. Yeah. If there's anybody that, that could write a, a perfect Tony Stark, it, it's going to be Bendis. You know, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. But I, just, I love what he did with the uh, all new X-Men, like like bringing in the young team. He just he wrote that book so well. So. Yeah, people complained about that when it was happening, and I was like, "What? Well, what's there to complain about? This is like I could sit and watch these characters sit in a room, you know, talking it's, for it's Teen Titans issues and yeah. issues and issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, it's it's he's got a great you know sixteen year old voice, so yeah. you know. Um, but I mean, I, I so this is the first kind of announcement of a all new, all different Marvel book that we're seeing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other big rumor is that uh, speaking of X Men, Jeff Lemire is going to be taking over uh, a new X Men title. What do you? Um, what do? You, how do you think he's uh, he's suited for that? I, I mean, think like, it's, uh, I think it would be great, especially with with Hawkeye being as good as it is. You know, I I, I, mm-hmm. I love Lemire. I think he's 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 great. I, you know, I, I love I love him as a solo. Uh, uh, guy, I wasn't crazy about his his, his uh, Justice League book, right? Um, I'm I, I you know that's that is something to talk about as far as the fact that it's a team book. Um, because yeah, he has he did just uh, was it Justice League America or it was no Justice League Unlimited? It was international or international. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and I I continued with that because I wanted more Animal Man from him, and yeah. Animal Man was one of those characters. Um, but see the X-Men I feel is a different kind of team book because it's, it's gotta be treated more like a family and his family stuff is where he thrives. Like you can tell, like whenever he's writing like father, father, kid relationships or anything like that, like he's just so good at capturing what's real about all of that. And I think that X-Men might be the team book for him. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Jeff Lemire fan, but like most of the time, the the Jeff Lemire stuff I'm raving about is his creator own stuff, you know, like Sweet Tooth, Essex County, all of those I the lo- graphic novels that he's done. Essex County, which was 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 yeah, I mean that's a perfect example of his family, you know, dynamic and stuff. And yeah. I think I think an X Men book is fantastic for life. him. I th- it's I think it's so such a great idea. So uh, I I hope this rumor stays true. Um, it would be nice if they let him draw a little bit. That that would be very interesting. An X Men book drawn by Jeff Lemire oh, would yeah. be so out there and but then it would just, take six months to come out um yeah <laughs> this is true uh well because he's writing so many books too elsewhere so well, it's well you know. and but now he's exclusive with Marvel um mm-hmm. he can do stuff for Valiant and uh you know I think one other creator owned book now so um they probably backed up the truck and said okay you want to come here go for it you know, what do you want? What do you want to do? You know, so they carved I've, out a few, a few things for him. Uh, another uh, rumor that came out of uh, that convention is uh, that 
Captain Marvel is going to be another big part of this all new, all different, like in a big, big way. Like well, they're, that, they're that, bringing, that makes they're, sense. Yeah, they're, they're bringing her up to, I think they want to put her in that top tier category with Iron Man and Captain America and stuff. Obviously, she's got a movie coming out. I was about to say, you know, that's that's all Marvel timing, you know. Uh, and and very calculated. Are, are you reading the Kelly Sue book? Uh, no, I fell off of it. I like it a lot. I just I fell off of that one, and um, I've been meaning to get back for a while. I, I I I read probably the first twelve issues or so. I'm almost caught up on it. I fell off on it a little bit, but it's it's good, man. It's really really good. Yeah. She it's a perfect character. So I hope they don't drop. You know, that they don't not involve Kelly Sue in it because she's she she's got the perfect voice for it um and they've yeah, already locked in saying that uh uh jamie mckelvey uh design costume design is is, is gonna stay so that that's awesome which which i actually like so good um now right as we went to go record this marvel dropped some uh, a, a a big news for me at least personally uh are you a fan of the um the the jeff Loeb tim sale color books Batman, I, or, uh, I, I, I never, I never, I never checked those out actually, but I, but I like the team. So like, I really, I've been meaning to, I know I should. Oh, Spider-Man blue, Daredevil yellow, Hulk gray. All yeah, I know I'm going to do it. Oh, you, you gotta read, uh, Spider-Man blue. It's so fucking good. Yeah. I promise you I will. One of my favorite reads. <laughs> um, uh, Daredevil yellow is I mean, all of them are fantastic. And so th- these were all done as, you know, there it's, it's kind of a, taking a, a piece of, of each character's life like, where you know uh, Spider-Man Blue is like a really cool tale of, of uh, Spider-Man and, and uh, Gwen Stacy's life um, and uh, uh, Daredevil Yellow is all about Daredevil meeting uh, Karen Page for the first time and obviously uh, Hulk Gray is, is about uh, Betsy Ross so uh, uh, Captain America White has been this rumor for about five years at least that uh, is this gonna is it a, is it gonna be a mini what's yeah, the deal it's a okay. four they're, they're usually four six issue miniseries i can't remember um but this has been this book has been talked about for so so long and it's finally coming out we, we have a release date it's september uh, I'm, awesome. I'm personally super excited about it. Go cool. pick up all these other books. They're fantastic. I'm going to, I love Jeff Loeb and, and Tim sale. So, yeah. I mean, I got, it's kind of absurd that I haven't, to be honest. It's, it's basically like, you know, after, um, long Halloween, they went and did a bunch of stuff for Marvel and this is what came out of it. I, I've got the hardbacks of, of blue and yellow and they're just fantastic. Awesome. Um, last bit of Marvel news is, you know, there's not much else going on. Uh, I, I, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Marvel basically came out and said, yeah, we're not doing a Hall H this year. No big uh, presentations for us. Now, what what do you think the the thought process is behind that? Like, what, what is they, it just... They got nothing to show. They just don't show. need to? They got nothing to show. Nothing's ready. Uh, if you look at this... It's, it, just, it's just the ti- the timing bad? I, I guess I, it's just... I a, think it, so. I think it's, it's two things. Um, they've got... They, they really have nothing to show. They've got uh, like, look what Ant-Man's coming out. Um, it'll be, it'll be out that week. So it's like, right. why do we do something with Ant-Man? We are, you know, we already did something about it last year. What do mm-hmm. we do? Like, like do a panel about how excited that we are, that the movie's in the theater. Like me. Um, yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely weird timing. What other, it's like, what else? You know, civil war is, is in production now, but there's nothing to show. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, it's like the Jessica Jones and all that stuff is, is, you know, whatever. I think that uh, they're just going to do their own thing like they did with the, the um, Series 2 announcements, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think they're just ideally, if you ask me, they should be doing a Marvel convention. You know, they I, you know, it's, 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 it's not far off. Well, I, I mean, I, image has know. the image expo. Well, why the hell not? Why, why not have a, a Marvel madness? Uh, uh, you know, one or two days. They used to do it back in the sixties, sixties and seventies. Yeah. They had their own conventions. Uh, I mean, they, they, they basically have their own theme park, which is weird yeah. because universal it's still at universal. And for yeah. some reason they retain rights to the rides for some reason. I don't know. It's very strange. Um, that's all changed. But as soon as you start, as soon as you start seeing that hit Disney too, everything is going to change. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's that's yeah. just insane, man. Um, I would go to that con though. Yeah. I guess you know. I yeah. I I would go to that event. You know, that's the whole thing is they want it to be like the you know the 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 keynote address that um, Apple does all the time. So yeah, I'm surprised. Wh- I'm surprised that doesn't exist yet. I give it a year. Exactly. It'll it'll happen again. I mean, they did it once. That I think they'll 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 continue to do it. Um, I mean, especially with the image expo being successful, you know? Yeah. And, and look at, uh, they've got, uh, DC is just, you know, they're going to rain craziness over Hall H because they've got Batman V. They're doing a Batman V Superman, uh, Donna justice panel, suicide squad, justice league, uh, wonder woman, all of now, those. Are they all separate panels too? Yeah. Yeah. Plus you have the, you have, um, all the TV stuff, which is going to be uh, Lucifer, Supergirl, uh, Arrow, Flash, um, Vixen. Uh, what's the other one that they have? I, I'm, oh, oh, the, oh, the Le- awesome people of tomorrow or whatever. Le- Legends of the DC. Or yeah, that's DC the one. Legends of tomorrow. <laughs> um, Something like that. So, I mean, it's just like, yeah, they're DC's kind of dominating Hall H this year. Yeah. yeah. Sure. They can have it. Why not? Why not? Go for it. Um, I guess it just doesn't matter. Well, I, I mean, mean, when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter because they already, they, they say, hey, you know what? We, we got a Star Wars panel. Yeah. No, Supposedly uh, the entire cast of Star Wars and they're going to show, they're going to drop the next trailer for Star Wars at Hall H during uh, San Diego. So. This is very exciting stuff. Yeah. We're living in a great time, huh? Isn't it? It's such a good time to be a geek. Unbelievable. Uh, speaking of San Diego, it looks like uh, Deviant Art is no longer sp- sponsoring uh, Artist Alley. It's kind of sad. Um, this is weird and sad on several levels because, first of all, I didn't even realize that they were sponsors. Is that only San Diego that they do that? I guess so. I mean, I've never seen them at another convention. Okay, because maybe that's why I've never noticed that they do it because I, you know, I'm only hitting the. Yeah, East Coast cons. I, I wasn't but, sure uh, if they did it in New York. I was going to ask you if they did. I've never seen. I mean, if they if they do, then they're not making their presence mm-hmm. known. And no, they made a, a they they made a big <laughs> they made a big impact because uh, Artist Alley used to just be a, a row of tables and that was it. Um, they actually came in and did carpeted uh, like like a carpeted area. Um, you know, they did like you know they gave nice seats for, for, you know, creators to sit on and stuff like padded seats, which doesn't like sound very important. Shit, man. What? Like 
Like, no, you're not going to have a cup holder or anything like no, that. No, no, but, like, extra. like there were actually, like, padded seats instead of, like, just here's well, some, some, like, you I know, plastic I guess that goes seat. a long way. It does when you're sitting yeah. for, for 18 hours drawing a day or something, you know? It's like... And now San Diego Comic-Con's, like, a whole week long now, too. So yeah, it's like, and they had, like, a, a digital schedules everywhere, so you knew who was where and what they did and stuff. And, and you know, they, they kind of reconfigured the layout for it and stuff. And, and, and Artist Alley, because the funny thing was, like, Artist Alley was getting smaller and smaller for a long time because you know it's like everything else like that convention space is only so big Uh, see i go to i go to a comic-con and i love when i'm walking towards artist alley and there's tons and tons of traffic heading the other way where it's the people the people who go wait so it's just a room filled with people okay like the, the and, people who are not at Comic Con for the comics, you know what it, I mean? Exactly. And, but well, with New York, they they separate it, right? They have a whole entire floor just for Artist Alley, right? Yeah. Now, now, yeah. But but there's this long hallway in between, and there's always all of the traffic is always headed away from Artist yeah. Alley. So it's I go a, and I just spend the whole day there, and it's very you know. It's yeah, not, I mean not that's the crowded. first. That's the first thing I do is go to Artist Alley. Uh, but I mean the thing with with San Diego is it's on the floor. It's all on the same floor. That's so weird. it's all the way at the end and you know it's like that's that's landscape you know that's that's See, now that's now at the at the javits they've even they've even removed like the manga and stuff like that's in a whole different area so like Jesus. it it's all very segregated where like if you're into the one thing then you just go to the one place the whole day and like you may never even see the rest of the which con. is which is weird because then you don't get that overflow traffic of like well maybe i'm into both you know yeah like, yeah you, there's a lot less chance of you getting hit in the face with a giant harley quinn hammer um stuff I, like that I, I wish that day would would, would come really <laughs> i love cosplay but it's just like come on don't, I, uh, I i don't need you stopping in my aisles while I'm trying to walk down the fucking aisle. I love it too. I, I really do. I'm a supporter of all of it. It's just, um, it's so, it's so silly how, uh, I mean, if you're there just for that, um, or like just take to see cosplayers or stuff like that, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really, uh, different now that they've separated everything. Yeah. It's very, it's weird. Well, Devin Art says that uh, basically they're 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 redoing the website and they've just launched their new app and they've got all these things that they're they're trying to do for the users on Deviant Art. So they are not going to be sponsoring uh, uh, artists. You would this think year. that that would be the most important time ever for them to be sponsoring artists. <laughs> it artist seems Alley. to me like they just don't have any more money. All right. Um, I mean, I I love Deviant Art. I go there all the time. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know, man. Um, I think I think we should sponsor it. Let's should we get a pull together? Like yeah, I'll do that. Geek, Geek Play presents Artist Alley, and everybody gets like you know, a Diet Coke. Yeah, that's sweet, fine. Sweet, that's fine. Every creator, I, every creator gets a, a Diet Coke. They 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 have to bring their own folding chairs, and um, we'll roast marshmallows at the end of the day. We make no guarantee that they're all diet. There's no, you know, it's, you it's know like what? a grab bag. You I, know I'm not even gonna, gonna say Diet Coke. Let's let's say they yeah. get Shasta. We're gonna like bring RC Cola, exactly RC Cola and Shasta, um, oh. and uh, uh, you know Bean Bag. Actually, let's just turn Artist Alley into somewhere to stay during <laughs> during Comic Con. <laughs> I don't fine. know if you know, but like people actually during like people camp out overnight in front of the convention center um, to what's, to what's... to get exclusives. Like I'm not, okay, I'm not no, even gonna, I'm not even gonna get a hotel room this year. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sleep on the, on, on the sidewalk in front of the convention center. You are you going to San Diego? Oh yeah, I'll be down there. I'll be down okay. there. 
I'll I've never nice. done San Diego. I, you should, you should come out sometime, it. man. Come out next year. You, now that you're part of my podcast can get you in. What can Nerdist what? do? Ah, oh, dude, those fucking assholes over at Nerdist, man. Those fucking guys. <laughs> Anyways. Um, they, they did get me into special editions, and there was that. <laughs> hey, uh, let's talk some TV stuff. What 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 what, did, okay. what what happened this week in TV? Get, get, throw something on me. Ooh. Okay, so here's a big one. Um, now, and I saw this this uh, announcement in a totally different way. I, I I thought that we were gonna get an announcement about a Punisher series because that's what everybody was teasing, and instead we got something that I think is so much better, like so much better. Um, they announced that um, what's his real name? John Bernthal. Yeah, right. Shane from the Walk. Walking Dead was casted uh, as Punisher in season two of Daredevil, which yeah. is huge. So freaking great. That's that's really huge. Um, it's 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 that Marvel is diving into this other cast of characters and realizing that we don't need to just have a Punisher show. We can we can use the Punisher without giving him his own show. And this is awesome. I, well, love I mean, this. what a great way to launch, uh, you know. Yeah, because they don't. They don't. It, it's it's like testing it out too. I yeah. mean, they can always do a spinoff. They can always, you know, they they have so many options for all of that stuff. But like, I love, um, like, like when you're watching things, even like Arrow, Flash, or Gotham, and they're bringing in characters who may, may not be, you know, like Raz Al Ghul being in in Arrow. Uh, whether you're into that or not, it's like okay, well, we're we're not limiting ourselves to just the arrows cast we have all of dc comics to choose from and that's what's fun about this whole marvel thing or that was supposed to be the idea is that we're supposed to be if everything is tying in that we're going to get a lot of everything and all these other things and we don't see a lot of crossing over yet and that's what's like i'm hoping that you know this is going to be a whole new you know I mean, I just love the fact that it's like, okay, well, Punisher came out of Daredevil. First appearance was in Daredevil. Was well, actually, it was in Spider Man. But but you know, like like became he became a bigger character. It kind of cut his teeth basically in Daredevil, and was a major storyline in Daredevil. Uh, Those two issues were, you know. So would you say that's where where the Punisher had his first real success? Yes, yes, that's what people took notice of, and. so I think that that aspect is pretty amazing. It already looks like, you know, um, we're, we're getting bullseye, even though supposedly now the, the Jonathan, Jonathan Stath or the Jason Statham, uh, rumor that we, 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 we talked about last week, not happening. Um, that's so, why we talk about rumors. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so that, that's been nixed, but, um, it, you know, this is a big, I mean, just talk about a perfect casting. Just somebody who like like yeah, I was about to say. So you're into the casting itself. Oh then, God, well. yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's perfect. You look at him. You look at you look at the Punisher. I mean, it it's almost like the two were meant to be. Um, with with uh, John Bernthal, um, it's like well, I can't wait to see him in the costume. Yeah, like I can't wait. To, like because it, it's it's not exact. It's not the casting that would have come to my mind immediately. Like I wouldn't have thought of him if I was, you know, forced to cast the Punisher myself. Um, and I think it's kind of great. Like, I think he's going to, I think he's really going to be perfect for it. Yeah. I, I'm through the roof. Uh, for some reason, Marvel uh, dropped the AKA portion of uh, AKA Jess- Jessica Jones. 
And for some reason that made news. I don't know why. Hey, anything that <laughs> happens with these films, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know why. Um, I mean, they didn't even make an announcement about it. Did they? It just, kinda... no, it just, it just showed up in the Netflix, the, the Netflix page as because uh, there's a Netflix like capture page or whatever that, uh, you know, landing page for it on, on Netflix. And, and it just changed to Jessica Jones, whatever. Interesting. Interesting. Um, were you a fan of Constantine at all? Did you watch that? I saw the first two episodes and I didn't dislike it. I just uh, I did not um, continue with it the yet. La- the last five episodes are really good. I'll give it. That. I, I I had no I had I had intentions of watching. Like, I, I I fully intend on eventually getting to it. Well, even, you, even wa- watch it movie. now because it's done. They there was yeah. like rumors that that Hulu was going to pick it up and that CBS was going to pick it up and because yeah, it, it it had a fan base. I yeah, think. sci-fi we, was 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 really gunning for it. Well, they dismantled the set this week. And yeah. uh, Matt Ryan, who played Constantine, sent out a, a tweet just saying that uh, sad news. Thanks for all you hashtag Hellblazers out there for your support. You truly are the best. And thank you, everyone who was involved in the show's memories made forever. Uh, and then he also put, said, very disappointing that we will not be continuing this journey. We will miss you, John. Uh, you know, um, you guys gave it all. Thank you, Constantine. Um, so, yeah. That's... I mean, it's a bummer because it's. I mean, it's it's good that all of this stuff is being adapted. It yeah. it is a good thing, no matter how you look at it. Like, I the, the more the better. <laughs> so anything um, that that pushes our medium forward to me exactly. Is, is... Um, yeah, exactly. And if and if that found if if somebody found that show and found comics because of it, if one person did that, then you know, all the better. That's all good that, stuff. That's why I see what you do it for. You know, it's like it, it, it's kind of disheartening, though. It's like, you know, you have a, a multi-billion dollar blockbuster like Avengers and, you know, the Avengers comic book still isn't selling. Um, right. Anyways, uh, last bit of TV news. Supergirl is finally getting an air date. Uh, we saw the trailer a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. That was rough. No, it, it's it's Ally McBeal meets Supergirl, I guess. You, you know, I, I think I even said this to you at the time. When I was a little kid, I used to watch Lois and Clark with my mom. I'm sorry. I know. And, well, I was a little kid. I, I was I really little. Yeah. And, like, really little at the time. And, and, and I loved it, you know? And, like, that was – it was a way I was able to bond with my mother, you know? Like, she, you know, was watching Lois and Clark without me. And I stumbled into the room, and there we go. Um, and I was already a Superman fan and I'm like, why is my mom watching this Superman show? This is weird. Um, so maybe, you know, this, this Supergirl show, it, it might not be for you and me, No. but, but, uh, I don't know. It, it looks fun. I'll give it that. It, it looks like a fun, fun show. It, it, there... It's it's got that that CWE kind of humor to it. It's got you know um, it, it reminded me a lot of like Devil Wears Prada kind of thing with yeah, some superheroes too. thrown in and and it had those moments where it's like okay you know the special effects actually look pretty good you know. Um, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna watch the shit out oh, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I oh mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it it okay. can't be as bad as Arrow's gotten this season. So um, yeah. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be a little bit better than that. Um, um, I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm I'm I mean I would even say I'm again I'm excited that it's getting made. Um, I that that preview was a little weird uh, just because it wasn't what I was expecting. 
and I I haven't looked, but I imagine that that the fucking internet probably a racist internet probably freaked out about the Jimmy Olsen casting. Yeah. Um, I hate the I internet. Thought it, I thought that the, the Jimmy Olsen thing, you know, uh, great casting, just yeah, just, I just great. I just I just I know the internet, and yeah. I I hear. I work at a comic book store, and every once in a while, you'll hear some racist so fuck come stupid. in and, and, yeah. and say something shitty. Yeah. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> um, <laughs> comic book shops and YouTube are where uh, racism still lives. Oh, it's so um, funny. So, I, anyways, it's it's rad. We've got a, we finally got a release date for this. Um, and they're saying that it's, it's you know, there's, there's, it, ties to the movie and stuff and oh it and, does you know See, i don't understand the one thing that i didn't understand about that preview was how do you do this show without superman while referencing superman constantly i think it's going to be see i don't know who knows hopefully in that preview they're talking about hopefully superman. we find out in uh october yeah i guess yeah. so you think it's going to get a second season based on just that preview I, I honestly I wouldn't have given Arrow a second season based on the first couple episodes. Oh, I hated the first couple episodes of Arrow. I really had to power through that. Yeah. I like it a lot now. I'm like really into that show. But... I, I've, I've hated this season. This season yeah. has just turned into shit. But it's um, a little I, rough. I, I I haven't even been able to re- watch the last couple episodes. Um, but uh, <laughs> but Flash, man. Whew. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Flash is like a whole nother story. That's just a freaking amazing show. Yeah, eventually we should do a podcast about it. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that for season three or season two. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, all right. I think that that puts a pin in TV news. Let's skip over to movie stuff. Um, so the uh, Las Vegas licensing expo was going on this week. And, um, well, you got to look at the the inside of the Batmobile, which, uh, you know, the Tumblr tank, whatever they're calling it whatever looks cool um but the biggest thing is they finally have a plot line for batman v superman this was this was a big thing you ready for this well i went out of my way to not click this link so this is news to me too go ahead (laughs) this is how they're describing the movie uh fearing the actions of a godlike superhero left unchecked Gotham City's own formidable force, Vigilante, takes on Metropolis's most revered modern-day savior while the world wrestles with what sort of hero it really needs. And with Batman and Superman at war with one another, a new threat quickly arises, putting mankind in greater danger than it's ever known before. Okay, so this new threat quickly arises, which would have to be very quick because it seems like they're trying to do a whole lot of shit in this movie. So that means in the first 10 minutes. Holy crap, man. I hope this movie opens with uh, Superman and Batman beating the crap out of each other. And then, uh, you know, it's it like one of them, one of them's going to fall and the other one's going to be like, oh, God, you know, there's some other superhero like like, I don't know. Think about all of the story that they're trying to make take place in this movie and think about, okay, so we, we, we've got casting for the rest of the Justice League for this movie. Yes. We know we're at least going to see cameos mm-hmm. at the very least. Um, and at the same time, they're like, I imagine that they're going to try to use this as an opportunity to flush out some of those characters. Oh at yeah. The same time. Yeah. This is the part. I mean, if they um, don't use this as a springboard for what, you know, their universe, they're stupid, but so, 
are they allowing themselves any time for anything? But like, I mean, every single scene, like there can't be any breathing, breathing in this movie. Oh, like there God, can't no. be any, they, like even, even time spent on action sequences is kind of like, all right, well guys, we got to get the ball rolling. We still have a lot of story to work out. This is going to so be like, timed like an Aaron Sorkin movie, you know, just, where I everything just, is just, it's just pure timing. You know, it, it, and the way people speak and the way things are cut, it's got to be because there's so much shit that's going to happen in the thing. And well, see, I, I look at movies like The Dark Knight where I'm going the, like every single scene of that movie was necessary. Like you can't cut any of it because every bit of it was moving the plot and story forward and, you know, t filling in this puzzle. Um, and And I just I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like the, the creative team very much. And I'm like, I, I, I'm so excited to see it, but I don't have hugely high hopes for it. No. Yeah. I, I, I know it's going to be amazing just because we're going to see it. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's just such a daunting task. Like yeah. I don't envy those creators to have to do to like, you know, it seems like we're rushing a lot of stuff. I hope that it's amazing. I really, again, I can't wait to see it. I think that it's gonna look beautiful because that's what Snyder does, is he makes things look amazing. Um, but the rest of it, I feel like he has a tendency to drop the ball in other places. Um, so I don't know, I'm hoping that a mix between him and whatever creative team he's put together to work on it, I just hope that somebody's there to keep him in check. <laughs> you know I, I just I mean? don't, I don't, I don't know what to expect. Honestly, I, I, I want to love this movie. I, I want it to be the most amazing thing ever. Is Nolan's name tied to it at all? Still? I, I don't, I don't know. I can't keep track. I Cause that was one of the things that when man of steel was coming out, I kept going, yeah, but guys, Nolan's name is attached to it. Guys, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it wasn't you, no, okay. No, you and I have not talked to man of steel and we can't do that because we'll be here forever. <sighs> yeah, we only we only have a little bit of time left. We'll do it eventually. We'll, so, we'll come back to that. So, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, I'm excited about this movie. This sure. sounds awesome. Why wouldn't you be? Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, that's awesome. There there'd been rumors that that uh, Cheatwell Agel for was uh, going to be in the movie and nobody knows what he was going to do. And so they're talking about him being Dormammu and stuff like that. Nope. Looks like he is going to be Baron Modar, um, which is pretty freaking awesome if you ask me um he, he i don't are you a doctor strange fan at all um the only standalone doctor strange i ever read was the brian k vaughn um uh what was that called the oath i think yeah which was really um good. i liked that a lot and then i've read a little bit of like only when he pops up in other places like in the ecstatics dead girl crossover they did yeah. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. And I, and I love the character. I'm excited to see a movie of it. Um, I'm not, I don't know, uh, enough of it to, for this story to have any effect on me. I mean, Baron Mordor was kind of like the rival to, um, Dr. Strange. He, they both studied the mystic arts and stuff and he kind of started to side with Dormammu. Um, and, and I, I love, like, if, if you want to read just like great Dr. Strange stuff, skip everything and just go read the Steve Ditko 60s stuff because it's so freaking out there and it's so good and right. it just looks like some crazy acid trip half the time um but uh 
you know, this is another one of those where people might get a little offended because, uh, uh, you know, Mordor was not, uh, um, was not black, but, uh, they're <laughs> but also he was saying, a human, right? He was yeah. a human being. Okay. Uh, they also say that, uh, the ancient one is going to be played by a female actress. So who the hell knows what's going on with this thing, but it is called Dr. Strange. So maybe they're, maybe they're just trying to make it strange, but, um, yeah, so I think that's a great casting, though. He's he he was great in in, in Twelve Years a Slave. So awesome. Um, and then we've got uh, some some interesting little news. Is uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt came out and started talking about the uh, Sandman movie and what's taking so goddamn long. Yeah, everybody keeps forgetting that this is happening. This is a big fucking deal. It, like, it this, is. They've been trying to fine. do this forever oh, since since uh, the freaking nineties, man. Um, and uh, basically, they're just saying, like, you know, this is going to be the biggest uh, comic book movie that doesn't involve crime fighting and, and blowing shit up and punching people. Um, right. And, and uh, Jago actually uh, went on to say that. Uh, Did you call him Jago? Exactly. Jago. <laughs> Jago Lowe. <laughs> Jago Lee. Lee. I uh, love that. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about just uh, uh, GGL? Um, That's fine, too. <laughs> so he actually went on to say that uh you know it, it, neil gaiman said don't ever let anybody put punching in this movie and um so he, they're 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 trying to figure out like exactly how this movie is going to unfold because it takes it takes place over such a huge long time um so right like how much of it are they doing like what are they like i don't I, I mean, I'm, I, again, this is another thing that I'm excited for that I, I just don't have any idea how it's supposed to work. Well, I mean, you could you could imagine it'd be pretty easy doing Doll's House first. You know, that's a pretty easy storyline to do to, to, to catch up with. You know, it's like Sandman loses his powers, you know, and he's got to go find all of his little uh, trinkets to get him back into power. Pretty easy storyline there, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's just there's there's just so much of it. And there's so I mean. As far as that's like why the, you make subsequent movies to get into <laughs> to all the other preludes and nocturnes and, and dream thief and all that stuff. Right. Um, so I, I, I think there's, there's, but the thing is, yeah, there's so much stuff. And, and when you're doing I mean, the, the endless alone, like the family alone, like, I mean, it's just, there, there's just so much to you, do. You can't in a two hour movie. Yeah. That's, that's going to be an epic, but you can sit there and string it out to a, a whole bunch of movies. Right. Um, and oh, uh, really quick, Ghostbusters news. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is is going to be in Ghostbusters. He's taking on Amy Potts's role as the uh, receptionist for the Ghostbusters in the next movie. That's hilarious, I that's, and I love it. I think that's pretty hilarious. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I so. absolutely love that. I, I think, love that they would have him on, at, like, like, <laughs> like we got Chris Hemsworth. He's going to be playing the the receptionist. Exactly, and, but but how hilarious <laughs> is that? It's like it's like it's the all female cast who get the hot receptionist, just like a you know the 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 typical like oh well, you know it's a bunch of dudes and they've got the hot receptionist that wears low cut like great. if I they put him it. in like a bikini brief or something like that for every scene that would be even funnier. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, it, that I think that's good news, and it kind of tells us. Um, a little bit about their attitude going into the to, to making the film yeah, um yeah you know i think that i think they're trying to keep it fun so that's yeah. that's good um i i there was a minute where it crossed my mind that oh they're bringing ghostbusters back i wonder 
what kind of dark gritty take they're gonna do on that i'm so <laughs> you know? i'm so glad that they're, they're going the way they are with it it's it's yeah great idea i think it's the only way for them to do it at this point well that brings us to the end of all of the news let's talk some comic book reviews yay comic stuff <laughs> Uh, I am going to give up my book of the week this week to Batman 41. That's your pick of the week this week, huh? Oh, hell yeah. Hell Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Um, Let me grab it real quick. Give it a quick read. You, you're, you're, you're a big fan of this book, right? Yeah, I, I love all things Scott Snyder. I don't yeah. think I've ever read a single issue of anything he's written that didn't impress the fuck out of me. And when when I heard like the whole rumors that you know oh they're gonna replace Batman with a, a suit and then I found out that it was gonna be Jim Gordon, I was like oh god this is gonna be horrible what a horrible idea. I definitely see how that premise could uh, on the surface could definitely turn somebody off especially if yeah, I mean, you're invested in. I'm sorry, I like Iron Man in the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, you know, it's it's so funny because um, uh, Scott Snyder actually shops at the store where I work mm -hmm. and he comes in constantly and uh, will spoil storylines for us. Um, <laughs> and it sucks because I kind of got to go, hey, Scott, you know, I read I read that book and you're spoiling it for me. Um, but he, constantly he will he will say something. He'll be like, hey, I'm doing this in the next issue of Batman. Is that okay? Like, is it okay? Is it okay? And and our and our answer almost all the time is, well, you're gonna piss all of the internet off, but yeah, do it. It's gonna be great, you know. And like, did and he turn so to you funny. at some point and say, "So I'm gonna kill Bruce Wayne"? I, you know, I, it's it's funny because this conversation specifically about the mech suit and James Gordon and all that stuff, I was not there for that oh. conversation. So so when everybody who works at the store where they were relaying that story to me. And I thought that they were kidding. Like I, the, cause I, they were saying all this stuff and I was just like, I thought that they were all just kind of being dicks to me. And when I saw it starting to play out I was like, Oh my God, they were really serious. This is so great. Wait, does like, he come, does he come in and actually have you guys sign like NDAs or something like that? So you don't talk about it. <laughs> Dude, he is, he shows us pages from stuff that hasn't come out yet Shut all up. the time. And and it's and it, it a lot of the time it's like, dude, I read that book and you just spoiled like months of reading for me. Um, and sometimes it's fun, like, but other times, I mean, like, it really is like he was spoiling Swamp Thing for us, and I was like, dude, you gotta stop. Like, yeah, <laughs> stop. Um, but uh, recently, he actually came in with uh, he was in, he was writing issue three of Witches, and he was afraid he was moving too quickly on something, and he was asking our opinions. And in that situation, he was like, well, do you want to know what's going to happen? And I was like, well, I can't sit my sit out of this conversation. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, what am I? I'm going to I'm going to walk away from this conversation. OK, fine. Spoil it. Um, but for this, I, I really didn't I didn't take it seriously. And uh, what did you think of the execution after hearing and being against the plot? I mean, you said this was your pick, right? Yeah, I, I loved it, man, um, yeah. because it's so not the way the book would go not what you think it would be because obviously i mean i'm we've already spoiled it but uh you know in, at the end of issue 40 batman and joker die they both right. they both lose but in you know batman saves saves the uh saves, saves gotham right right um this picks up uh some point in the future i guess post 
Convergence. Who, mm-hmm. who the fuck knows? Uh, I don't know. What I don't know how I'm supposed to. All the the, the ongoings that I'm reading, I don't know. Like like uh, the other DC books that came out this week. Um, I don't know like what, action or I something. Know, I don't know where anything goes in this. I don't yeah, I don't know how Convergence is supposed to tie into that stuff. I, I don't so think I, it is. I don't know. I'm what... just I'm just continuing on where we left off and yeah, ignoring that it, it ever happened. Exactly. Same here. Um, so the whole thing with this was like, you know, I thought it was going to be really cheesy, and I, I'm I'm not a fan of Batman being the guy who relies on gadgets and you know basically turning into Iron Man. But Which he since, has since, been very much so since yeah, Scott Snyder took over. Exactly. A lot of gadget stuff. A lot of clever gadgets. Exactly. And um but I guess I was able to to disassociate myself with this. And I really like the way that Snyder writes uh Jim Jim Gordon. So mm-hmm. um I was like, oh, okay, this kind of makes sense. I, I'm you know, as like the more and more um I, I read it the more I was like, okay, this is rad. This is rad. This is rad. Well, just... that's, that's really interesting because as you're reading it, um, there, there, one of the plot points throughout is everything leading up to, to Jim, James Gordon putting on the suit and it's the people around him trying to talk him into it. Yeah. And Scott Snyder does this great thing that whenever he's doing something that, that seems silly or out there, he calls attention to it in the book and he literally has James Gordon going, this is ridiculous. This doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm in my late forties. Like, why would, why, why would you pick me? You know? And like, he kind of calls attention to the fact that this is kind of ridiculous, um, but we're going to do it anyway. And then we get this great bit where even in the suit, we get to see James Gordon be a detective. Yeah. And that's the one, the other thing that Scott Snyder never, ever loses sight of that a lot of people who write Batman forget the fact that he's as good as he is because he's a great detective. Exactly. That's the point. And, and that was the thing that I loved that, you know, the, um, the, the woman who's in charge of the whole project is she's, she's basically like, look, you're the per- right person for this. Not because you're, you're great at combat, but because of yeah. your mind. He, so, she, she literally says that there are there are 20 other people in this room who are a better Batman than you, but yeah, you're the right Batman. Exactly. Um, and then we get this nice shot of all of these, uh, the different color schemes where yeah. they do all the different Batmans and that you even get a zero year in there. And yeah. uh, he's telling him that he's got to get uh, uh, surgery for his eyes. He can't have, be wearing glasses. And I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of he, he doesn't, uh, all of those little details that you don't, you wouldn't think of off the top of your head. Scott Snyder never misses those, you know, yeah. like he's never, he's never going to forget the fact, you know, Oh, well, James Gordon wears glasses, you know, like he wrote that line in there. Oh yeah. Um, and, and the and, fact that like, you know, I think the, the, the thing was that, that scene where he comes out of the costume or out of the suit and he's wearing the costume. Right. Which actually was confusing so for me good. for just a second because of how built he was. Yeah. Where I was, I I didn't realize that that was James supposed to be James Gordon in that new suit. I was yeah. just like, well, wait, what happened? What did I miss? Um, I, I it's it's a neat looking suit. It yeah. I love that the uh, that the shoulder holster that the gun that shoots little uh, little bat darts. I guess is what yeah. it was. Yeah, so good. Uh, I mean, this book it, it's a great jumping on point if if nobody's read uh, all the other, the previous stuff. But um, yeah, I mean. It, 
it's a, it's a good book. I'm, I'm excited, but obviously the last page, spoiler alert. Yeah. I was about to get to the last page. What do you think? We know that Bruce Wayne's not dead. Well, of course he's not dead. You can't kill Bruce Wayne. It's just, it's only happened once and it'll never happen again. Um, my, 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 my thing is like, how did they, how does everybody knows that he's dead? How did they not figure out that it was Bruce Wayne in the suit? Right. I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I mean, because they they both died in a cave, you know. It's like, uh, all right. Um, how, well, how, that's how... always one of the things that 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 intrigues me about, like, if we were, to, if you're really to write that story about Bruce Wayne dying, is the aftermath when when everybody realizes that, hey, guys, like the most famous, one of the most famous billionaires in the world, turns out was this crazy vigilante. Like the news stories that would come out afterwards would be. Like I would literally read a, a a comic book filled with just those the the newspaper. Yeah. You know that would come out after that fact was made public because it's a big deal and we're seeing some of that happening now in all the Superman books. Um, but by the way, Greg Pak is just awesome. I need to um, read where it. everybody everybody knows who Superman is now and we're getting to see that that aftermath play out and with a with a depowered Superman um, who everybody knows now is Clark Kent and I. I can't wait to get into the meat of people analyzing his whole life as the, in this secret identity. I mean, that's that's the stuff that is interesting. Did you read Detective this week? I didn't. I no. I actually I missed it. I didn't um, even realize it came out. It's it's interesting because I, I was hoping you would just because of the fact that it kind of tells the story of Harvey Bullock not knowing that James Gordon's in the suit and then finds out, but then you have in this issue him and gordon are you know he's convincing gordon to do it so it's really weird it's it's yeah, weird like in this one he buys him the trench coat right? yeah the it's like trench coat. it's like peter not not talking to paul in this or something and and weird i, I gotta know. pick that up yeah it's it's it's, it's okay it's, it's not my favorite book this week all right all what right. else what else should we want to talk about um would you want to do some Marvel stuff? Sure. Let's let's uh, fire through some Marvel stuff real quick. Um, and only really like the one that I really want to talk about is Weird Weird World. Let's do it. Um, um, what did you think about this book? This was Jason Arrow and Mike Del Mondo. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what to expect going into this because I guess nobody really did. Um, and the the art is super not mainstream Marvel Comics stuff. Yeah. And, and I love it. Um, and we get we get thrown into this situation. Like, I like, OK, so at one point reading this book, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, by the way. But I, I'm getting towards the end of it. And I go, I have no idea what this book is really about. And I'm, I'm like, is that is that is it, is it a problem? And then I get to this page where he runs down in one in one speech bubble. He, he runs down everything that's happened to him our main character in the book so far. And it's like, holy crap, There's like so much happened in this book. But it's just about this guy who's kind of lost on this weird floating island who's trying to get home. Well, and and the, the weird guy is, is uh, Archon, who is probably a just low Educate on the totem me. pole. He's, he's an old character that's been around for a while. Um, okay. Uh, I barely know much about him, um, but I remember he, him showing up in an X Men thing and stuff, and and you know he, he he's kind of like um, basically a a Conan kind of character. 
Yeah, um, that's that. Well, that's kind of what I what I got from this. So, um, and and it was like a when Marvel was doing a lot of like weird weird world, which is this what it's kind of like that term weird world comes from the fact that it was like weird westerns and sci fi's and stuff like that where they're mixed. He was like a sci fi Conan version from the seventies. Um, so that's kind of where it was like bringing that back into the Marvel U basically. Well, it's super cool. If you like, if you're just looking for a crazy adventure book with flying sharks and or actually here's the line. Okay. Today I survived squid sharks and, a, and gun ogres and a fall into the clouds only to die with a, dra- uh, with a dragon at the bottom of the sea. I suppose I should not be surprised Tis just when you die underwater, you don't expect it to be at the hands of apes. Exactly. So that's everything that happened in this issue. Yeah. That's literally every single thing that happened in this issue in that one bubble. And I'm just like, I can't wait for more, but I don't, I don't even know why it was just so well-written. It was just such a fun adventure. And I need to do some more research, but I believe the magma men were actually from an old Kristar book. <laughs> The uh, a toy tie-in book that that Marvel did a long time ago, and then we get Morgan Le Fay. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty. It's it's a freaking awesome book. Pick it yeah, up. it's really Pick it's it. really neat. So you read Section Eight, right? Jumping back to DC. Um, I'm the biggest Garth Ennis fan, and my I I I mean, obviously, Preacher's like the best comic book of all time, but one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things ever that I can never get anybody to read for some reason is Hitman. And uh, I don't know if you've ever read Hitman. Yeah, I, I, I read it back when it came out and I don't remember much of it, put it that way. I need, I need you, to go back and You should go it. back and try to do it all in like a sitting. Like, yeah. like I read it all over the course of a weekend when I was stuck in a studio not singing. And so I'm literally just sitting there and I had nothing to do. So I went to Midtown Comics and bought the entire run of Hitman. And um, it, it it's just so good. It's just the character work is so, so great. And it's inappropriate and out there. And I can't believe that DC Comics ever put it out. Um, and so this, I, I hear that, that Garth Ennis and uh, John McCree are revisiting the world of Hitman. And I have no idea how that makes any sense given the way that Hitman ended. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, so when I read this book, I was, I had no idea what to expect. Um, and I finished it and I, I still don't really know what to expect. Did you read this? I read it and I just, I didn't like it at all. Right. And see, that's my, yeah, no, the, my, my problem with it is for anybody who didn't read Hitman, if they read this, it would come off kind of nonsensical and, I mean, it's very jokey and over the top like that. And Hitman was this badass story. I mean, it was funny at times, but it was badass. It was great. You know, um, this was this to me was more of just a, just kind of a joke. And there were things that I got out of it as a Hitman fan. But again, I like when I was working at the comic shop and I'm watching people buy this book and I'm going, oh, did you, did you read Hitman? And they're saying no. And I'm going, all right, well, I don't know what you're going to get out of this. Yeah. And that was like, my, that was kind of my thing is I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't get the book. I didn't think it was that funny. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I, no. I guess I got to go back and reread everything, but Garth Ennis to me is, is hit and miss. See, but that's the thing though. It's not like, 
because because if you read Hitman that you're gonna love this. No. It that I thought that's not gonna happen. It's it's that like I got super excited about this because I love Hitman and I love and it felt like the, the art was right back in there and stuff like that and all that. But it's it's not it's not Hitman. It's definitely yeah. not. Um, you're not gonna get that out of it if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I had fun with it, and I and I love Garth Ennis, so I'm gonna keep keep reading it as long as it's coming out. But I don't think it's gonna last long. And I you, don't even know if they intend on it lasting long, to be honest. You want to talk about uh, Constantine real quick, right? I just wanted to mention it just because I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be something worth reading, and it turns out it really is. Um, you know, it's the one book that I was looking forward to, and I just it didn't make it to to, to my reading yet. Um, Weird. I know Ming Doyle and and uh, James Tinian. Yeah, uh, yeah. They they both uh, they were both on writing duties, and then they had uh, Riley Rosmo on mm-hmm. art. Exactly. And, um, and I'm I'm I, I see that, and I'm going. Oh, this is this is the best news ever. This is going to be great. Um, it felt like a Vertigo book. Nice. It felt like um, it felt like I, I I was I was surprised that that DC put it out, and um, it it was it was clever and i i'm excited i get left on a on a really interesting cliffhanger that i actually that i i really want to know i'm intrigued i want to know what's coming next and riley rosmo's great he looks great um uh john constantine is smoking again um and uh yeah i, I don't know i mean like if if you were disappointed with constantine being it, it, the stuff that's taken place in in the dc universe thus far I think that's one of my, my deter- that was kind of my deterrent for not reading it right away. It was like, uh, this is this is another you know Constantine in the DCU, you know, being Constantine, well, not Hellblazer. So, well, what's nice is it's one of those situations where you can create you can trust the creative team, and it's it's you know it's good stuff. It's definitely quality work. Great. Um, we we got to put a pin in this one. Uh, a little press for time today. Sorry, guys. Uh, really quick, couple other books that I really I enjoyed. Starfire was actually kind of interesting this week. Not sure. Yeah, I should lo- should I pick it up? Not sure if I love it. I don't know. Uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps though, fantastic. Okay, um, I'll grab that. I didn't grab that yet. Saga, as always, great read. Um, oh, dude, you know we, it, we, we need have to talked about it anyway because it the it's just you can't spoil Saga. I know, I know. We, you we know, need to do and a, there was... we need to do a, a a Saga cast or something like that. Um, we should do one every trade. We should. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Most people read it and trade anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's the book that I, I, you know, it's one of those things I love reading it month to month, but then I usually go back and read it and trade just because I forget what happens or something. It's just or, so good. Yeah. It's just so, so good. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, a book that, uh, that, that finally wrapped up that I, I, I'm still behind on, but I love it's just a four issue miniseries that uh, that Boom put out called The Big Con Job by uh, um, Jimmy Palmiotti and Matt Brady. About, I wasn't reading that. Oh, I read the first the first couple of issues and it's great. It's I'm missing really, out. Really yeah, good. it's well, now that all four issues are out, pick it up. It's it's a fun read. It's a really fun read. Um, okay. it, it's it's basically uh, a, a bunch of D-list celebrities that you know. There's always those D-list celebrities that go to comic book conventions. Well, these guys decide that they're going to rip off uh, San Diego Comic Con. Nice, so nice. That's that's all I got to say. It's it's the first issue is really depressing. Um, okay. It, it really is. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> these people's lives suck. 
and then obviously uh, the last book that I got to mention is uh, Midnight Society in the Black Lake. Um, it's uh, uh, Drew John, Drew Edward Johnson, and, and Lizzie John. It's it's a great book, beautiful looking book. Um, uh, I missed that. Yeah, it's a, it's a dark horse book. So all right, I'll I'll check it out. Beautiful looking book. So I read twenty seven books this week. I don't know. I missed that one. You're all, there's always going to be another one that you missed, my friend. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm you always didn't making that, read that twenty seven of the right books, man. That's I what know. I'm saying. Well, we, you were we were making the list beforehand, and I, I, and it was like, wow, you read a lot of books that I didn't. How is that even possible? <laughs> how is that? How does that happen? <sighs> Too many books these days. That, to the comic shop, yeah. That that's just that's what we gotta say. Is there's just too much good stuff to read now. It's it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Well, I'm all out of coffee, and looks like we're all out of geek. So, uh, where can people find you on the internet, my friend? You can find me at this good idiot on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find my band at this good robot or thisgoodrobot.com, and uh, we also do a podcast every week if you don't hear enough of me here where we just talk about whatever the fuck we want um it's called this good podcast and we play music and we talk about nerd stuff there too and you can find eat geek play every day of the week talking about food comic books and music uh at eatgeekplay.com obviously and we're on all the social media stuff facebook twitter instagram and snapchat uh just eat geek play on all those platforms this website and podcast they're not exactly, uh, you know, the cheapest things to run. So if you could help us out and just leave a review or a comment on iTunes, it really does help our presence. So take a moment and just say, hey, listen to this podcast. If you don't want to do that, tell somebody about it. Just post a little tweet or something like, hey, check out this podcast. It would mean the world to us. I'm um, glad that I reviewed the podcast before I became a co-host on the podcast. So am I. Thank you for that. Now it would be weird. It certainly would. You'd be like that guy, Michael, or they need a new, they need a new co-host. So if you can do us that though, please do us that, do us that favor. Um, And if you really want to, you know, help support the website and this podcast, go and buy a t-shirt or a geeks against humanity card deck. You can find those on our website under merch. And um, that's pretty much it. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.